Backbone Takeover. We're joined by Max from Up Late, Mr. Late, Senior Late. Uh, what do you want to be known as, Max? I like Senior Late. That feels that feels very um, uh, ethnic, exotic. It feels very <laughs> fun. It feels like I'm going to come out like with maracas or something. Like Total fucking darkness EP, November 5, UNFD, man. How long has this one been in the uh, pipeline? So I only really finished like the last song, probably like end of July, early August. We started it like super, super long ago, like probably mid to early last year. It's kind of like a whole, like almost like different iteration of of the EP that we just ended up not like not going with, but like, we're like, ah, these songs like are cool, but like we could probably just do better. So yeah, there's like, I don't know, it's, it's been going on for a while, but then also it feels like it hasn't. So I don't know. It's hard to answer. You are the name. The name "Total Fucking Darkness" comes from a Cradle of Filth demo. Uh, from yeah. I think it's nineteen ninety two. I think it might 92, be. Yeah. Uh, how did how does that come to be? Well, when I was when I was like real young, like just first getting into like rock and metal and rap and stuff, I had one of my my good friends, like my best friend now, Zach. He um he showed me Cradle of Filth when I was really young, like maybe like ten or eleven, and I remember just being like, "Fuck, I I hate this. This sucks." Like. <laughs> But I and I and I would look them up like on Google Images and I'd be like, fuck, these dudes are frightening. Like, I hate this. Like, this is so weird. And then for some reason, like the next day, I was like, I want to learn more about this. Like this, yeah. this this scares me and I don't like it. So, you know, I'm I'm young and I'm like, I need to learn more. So I think like the whole the whole idea for me at least was like I wanted to pay homage to 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 them and their demo for frightening me enough to pursue um, their music and I think that that's the idea of, of what I want people to take away from this EP I want them to have that kind of like childlike curiosity like I don't it sounds like indulgent but it's like I don't care like almost if like most people don't like it but if they come off the back of it listening to it and say you know what maybe I want to like listen I want to find out like more about that particular sound or like why is there rapping like that or why is there screaming like that like that's kind of interesting so that that's that's kind of where it stemmed from that that me not liking Cradle of Filth when I was a kid <laughs> and now loving them. That's the idea. And it's like, and there's also, also that thing of like, you know, some, any reaction's better than no reaction. And I, exactly. know, I know for a fact, listening to this EP, you're going to get a reaction either way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, I, I was uh, on your old Spotify a few days ago, and I have to bring this up because I'm a big fan of this. And it said your uh, your old Spotify said you were a product of Bring Me the Horizon Suicide Season and Kanye West Yeezus. Now, I yeah. can't be asked talking about Bring Me the Horizon because I just want to talk about Yeezus Same. for a bit. Um, an amazing well, album, 2013, yeah. that one came out. Talk to me about that album. How did that enter your life and kind of the impact that that had? That was kind of like at like at like a kind of like a weird like transitory like kind of crossroad point when I was like in my teens where I was like really I was I was playing lots of shows um in one of my first like hardcore bands but I was way more invested in like rap and and rap production um and when that came out similar like in a similar fashion to Cradle of Filth I heard Yeezus and was like what the fuck like how how did how did Kanye and like all of these collaborators how did they arrive at that point and like don't get me wrong like you know, I, I was a big Kanye fan before that, but Yeezus, when it came out, I was like, this is fucking more metal than like most, yeah. you know, metalcore bands. Like this is way more like heavy and frightening and just like, you know, polarizing than anything that, you know, We Came As Romans was doing at the time, which was the other, you know, fucking music that I was like listening to all the time. Yeah. They're still cool. Like no hate to them. Like We Came As Romans are cool, but more about Yeezus. But yeah, like fucking um, the idea that, you know, he was getting like Daft Punk to like, create like these like ridiculous like distorted like sonic synths 
then he would just like break into like a soul sample like and it wouldn't even be like the same key it wouldn't be would it 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 just he threw out the rule book it was just devoid of all like you know normalcy and i think that was the coolest shit ever to me where i was like okay this feels very similar to you know if i downloaded a song off limewire when i was a kid and be and i was like what the fuck is this like that's what it was like for me but i think that i was at you know the it was the perfect point in my life where i understood music enough that i was playing instruments and i was producing music and creating beats and singing that i could listen to that and go okay that's weird but i reckon i can get to a point where i could try and start to do stuff like this so yeah it's like a very very important album to me probably like one of the most important and it's one of those ones where like he just came off dark fantasy did watch mm. the throne cruel summer and kind of was on mm. this almost this luxury rap run and then as you say comes mm. out with uh, not only Yeezus, but comes out with On Side as the opener, has that exactly. kind of that, that chopped in sample, has songs like I'm In It, which I think might be the most mm. batshit insane song he's ever done. And yeah. it's like, there is something so anti-Kanye about a whole album that is done by Kanye. Yeah, exactly. It's so crazy. And like, I think like for him to like, to like sample like, you know, Marilyn Manson, like on Black Skinhead mm. and, and like, you know, even, and then to like, ha- like the idea of just like, you know, there's a, I forget which song it is that Gasafelstein produces, but it's like Gasafelstein, a Manson sample, and Kanye rapping is like all in the same album. Like nobody was doing that at yeah. that that time. Only now are people, you know, in rap and stuff being like, oh, like pop punk school, like, oh, I'm gonna do some shit with Travis Barker. It's like him like back then was like like you could release like Jesus like today, and people would just be like, Wow, this is a groundbreaking record, like this is gonna change the face of music to come. Like there's something about that particular sound. And yeah, I think on site, like you said, like just that fucking like Daft Punk, like like the, the melody and he, like even at the end, how like he's like automating the distortion and like the cutoff. And it's like not in any like rhyme or reason why it's doing it in that particular way. Yeah. Like why it's so distorted, like when random notes and then it's not like he, I can just see him with the cutoff filter, like in the studio doing it and him being like, fuck it, print it. That's the record. Let's go. Like, I love that idea. Like, I think that's so cool. And there's like the, um, cause that time, I, I always feel like Kanye was probably his most like zoned in when it, especially when it came to his live shows and obviously he came mm. to Australia on the Yeezus tour. Did you get a chance mm. to go to that show? No, I didn't, which is so terrible. I was so bummed. I was probably playing some shitty pub show in Western Sydney. <laughs> I probably missed that to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. I didn't, I didn't go, which is, which is looking back now is so frustrating. So what, he hasn't come back to Australia since, right? Like. Do you feel like um that album and I might be might be a bit of a stretch here, but had some of that influence to like what ended up being that SoundCloud era of those like heavy distorted eight oh eight you hear on like songs like I yeah. Am God and like even like New mm. Slaves has a bit of that? Oh, of course, hundred percent. And I think too, like the idea of like somebody of, of his level um pulling like, you know, he like on like dark fantasy and stuff like like you know having Nicki Minaj and and I think doesn't he have a song on that I'm not really privy to that record as, as much as Jesus but like doesn't he have like he would have songs with you know with like Rihanna and Beyonce like they like these like beautiful like you know ethereal vocalists that just like transcend time and like you know are like the biggest fucking pop stars ever he then goes to Jesus and goes, I'm going to have a singing feature from Chief Keef on my album. Like, <laughs> like a dude who like literally like his two biggest songs, like sound the same, like that, that idea of him being like, no, I can see something in this and I can, and I can see something in, in him. And I want him to like, I want to shine light on him and, and that particular sound, because, you know, like, like Chief Keef, I reckon is like credited as like kind of, yeah, like really starting like that soundcloud movement like maybe not like like his sounds like maybe not exactly like you know what it came to be with like little peep and stuff and like he never really used a sorted 808s but 
I definitely think that that Yeezus, like that album, like without Yeezus, like you wouldn't have Playboy Cardi, you wouldn't have Mr. Rage, you wouldn't have Trippy Red. They're like the biggest rock stars now. Like fucking yeah. no one gives a shit about, you know, Imagine Dragons. I love Imagine Dragons, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> Playboy Cardi's like fucking more black flag than anybody. So yeah, I think Yeezus is like incredibly important to not only me, but yeah, everybody that was on SoundCloud at that time and, and even up until now. And even then, um, Kanye executive produced a whole lot of Red that came out last year, as you said, playing exactly. Party, who is like, if anyone's seen that Lollapalooza set, like he's the biggest rock star on the planet, right? I, I want to, I want to go and see him play. Like, I don't know. I think he's like the most exciting, exciting artist at the moment. Absolutely. I, I want to ask about a few things, uh, doing a little yeah. bit of research on you. Um, first one yeah. is music before the rapping. Um, I couldn't quite <laughs> couldn't quite find a good a link that actually played the fucking thing. I don't know if you took that down, but what? Yeah, can you I took that down. That? <laughs> okay, so when uh, this is like like context. So I when I was really young, probably like 12, 13, I started to upload like all these random demos to SoundCloud of just like really bad beats. Like obviously, like you know, heavily influenced by like Kanye and ASAP Rocky and The Weeknd, and I was on this. I was on this. Um, this platform i don't know if you if you heard about it but it was this thing called dat pip and it's still around now yeah. and it was basically like a ton of rappers and even like big rappers they would like release their mixtapes on it and i was absolutely obsessed with that pip and i was like just downloading as many mixtapes as i could when i was a kid i started to like get real into like rap music from that producing my own beats and then i ended up producing like about a hundred or so beats and dropping them on SoundCloud, many of those songs from when I was a kid, like ended up becoming this EP or mix mixtape called Music Before the Rapping. And I called it Music Before the Rapping because it was like 20 to 30 songs that I liked or beats that rappers just never ended up using that I sent to, or it was like service to somebody and they never ended up using it. So it was called Music Before the Rapping because it was literally like the music before somebody rapped over it. And it was yeah. this EP that or mixtape, whatever that I dropped. I don't think it's available anywhere, to be honest. I don't even know how you heard, how you found that. Like, where did you find that? I, I just did, I did a bit of deep diving and I found a link to it, but I couldn't find the actual, couldn't find any of the audio uh, or anything like that because it said it yeah. got taken down by the creator and I was furious. I was going to, I was going <laughs> to play a bunch of snippets on this whole interview. Uh, I mean, that would have been sick. To be honest, like, I, I, I don't think they're half bad. Like, I think I sent, I sent a bunch of them to, to Nat who produces everything like everything up late and writes everything with me. I think I sent a few of those songs to him and he's like, yeah, these like aren't half bad. Like, you know, maybe we could use something for up late. So I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll like, I'll unarchive that and maybe it'll be up late in the future. Who knows? Well, one that I did find was the virus and the antidote uh, contest, um, which was yeah. from, like 2016, 2017 era kind of. And yeah. that beat goes crazy, dude. Like that was, that's really good. Uh, what Thank is that yeah. for? Um, and kind of what's all the collaborations there? Oh, okay. So like that was, so Marison, so, okay. So like, if, like more context again, when I was, when I was dropping all this music on SoundCloud, I was also releasing it on YouTube and I'm not going to tell you what my YouTube is, but it's, it's still up somewhere. If you can find it, you can find it. But, um, and the most of them suck, but for some reason, like they were doing really well. And looking back now, it's like, fuck, I really wish I like capitalized on all this. Cause like, maybe I would have been like a rap producer and maybe up late and bands wouldn't have existed in my life. Maybe I'd be a fucking millionaire by now. But anyway, this rapper that, that people might know um bones yes. um he he found me um on on youtube and i and i had on my youtube a link to my facebook and he messaged me on my facebook and he's like hey heard this beat really like it can i use it and i was like holy fuck like of course like i like you know i'm a big fan of you 
And um, so we ended up collaborating and like writing a couple of songs together and, and um, I produced them all. And um, off the back of that, um, I kind of started to like get, get more like involved in that scene and started to do like cover art for people and design. And, and um, I found this dude who did, um, I think, fuck, I forget what the song's called. I think it's, I think it's called Rest in Peace. It's a bone song. And the guy who produced that was Virus and the Antidote. And Virus yeah. and the Antidote now, like people don't know, I'm pretty sure like he produced like a bunch of stuff for like, you know, XXX, Tentacion, whatever that dude is. And like, you know, like Ski Mask and like that whole crew and like we, uh, Wi-Fi's funeral. And he had this contest where like he had a sample and he's like, Hey, can somebody flip my sample and like make beats? And like, he's like really, really big producers like now like entered the comp. And for some reason, like, like I, I entered it and I got like second place. Um, and, and yeah, and it was just really good. And like, he hit me up and he's like, this is crazy. Like, I want to like, you should like, we'll like drop it on, on SoundCloud. It's like do like an official thing. And kind of, like, like, like that relationship, like kind of didn't really go anywhere besides like that song that like, you know, that, that I did with him with the sample but yeah I think that like that that was that was like the time when I was like really like half half like doing like metal like doing like hardcore and like doing rap so like all of like the rap beats that I was doing I was like oh, I want this to like like Jesus I was like I want it to go harder I want it to be more distorted I want it to sound almost like a guitar yeah. so yeah that, that song like that that the bass is like ran through a guitar amp which is like the funnily enough like kind of the inspiration for for friends which is like the first up late song that i did with now and where we had like a crazy distorted 808 that i made in the demo and that's like kind of the last thing that actually ended up making the laugh the the final like version that we sent to unified was like we can still be friends in the distorted 808 so yeah there's something weird about like that sound that like i started to do like you know six seven eight years ago is now still up late now i don't know it's weird it's interesting I want to yeah. talk about the the first time I heard you, which was doing the Void of Vision Hyper Days Redux and doing the title track. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of those tracks on there were kind of the same track with a just a, a vocal feature on it, which was a really cool idea. But you took a track, completely flipped it on its head. Um, how does yeah. that come to be? And like, I guess, how do those ideas? Is that just an easy one just to kind of work out? Because you added this amazing chorus to it. It's like it's a it's, to me, it's my favorite one on the album. Thanks. Yeah. Um. That was that was interesting. Like it's not it it did I, I think it, it came about like in a in a way that maybe people like or maybe people wouldn't realize. So um Jack called I'd never met Jack before from Boy Division and he called me and um uh with like Kate gave me um from Unified gave me his number and then we just spoke on the phone. He's like, Hey, we're doing like this thing. I was like, like you said, I was like, we're getting people to sing on it, but like um we have like John from North Lane, like doing a remix of like the interlude. And like, we want you to like do the last song. Like maybe you can like do something with it. And I hadn't really like done any screaming for up late yet. And, yeah. um, and I wasn't sure if I was going to, um, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Like that, this could be interesting. I, like, I don't really know like what I'm going to do maybe, but, um, we'll work it out. And, um, we, I, I sent him like some of like the other slightly heavier up late songs that, um like you peaked in high school like we'd done that at that stage and i was like hey like can i take it in this kind of direction and he's like yeah for sure so i gave i gave all the stems to to nat and we and he was just kind of having to play around like making beats with them and, and it didn't really feel like it worked like originally it was just kind of supposed to be like hey cut the drums add crazy distorted 808s and like you just like do a rap verse or something and i was like oh, that's kind of cool kind of boring 
and then we got into the studio and we had like kind of almost done the song like like the like the screaming parts and like the rappy parts and we're like this is cool i guess but like doesn't really like move the dial all that much and i was speaking to jack and he's like hey if you can sing on it like in some way that'd be kind of cool like maybe work like can you work it out and basically like, the original song's like what like just like all it's not atonal but it's fucking just breakdowns and we're like all right let's just try and flip it on its head and do a chorus so Nat was the one who actually came up with like the the actual chorus music, and um and I was like right. when he when he did it like we were like fuck like this is like a whole new song now like yeah absolutely I get when we gave it to Jack like in the end like what after I'd like written the chorus and sung it like I like we sent the demo to him and I remember him just being like what the fuck like is this even <laughs> Void of Vision now because like the Void of Vision component of it and like not to discredit them because they're awesome songwriters and they're great the Void of like what's left of like the actual song is like Jack screaming and then like the pre-chorus, like the whispering, yeah. like everything else we were like, we'll just do it again. Like, so, and the crazy thing, the breakdown in that at the end, like there's like no guitars, like it's, it's just oh, really? all, yeah, it's just bass ran through guitar amp. Like not even like, it's just 808. So when we sent it, they're like, oh, like all the guitar and stuff. And I was like, oh, let's just, let's just 808. <laughs> and like, we played a bit of guitar in the chorus, but yeah, I don't know. It was like, it was like an interesting one. Like we, funnily enough, like when we did it, like we were hyped on it. But I was kind of a bit like, like I didn't have a manager at the time and and I kind of was just like doing heaps of shit. And I was like, I don't even know like what I'm trying to do. Like there was no like real big grandiose vision for up late or anything like that. And I was like, should I be screaming? Like are people going to be like, oh, it's like a metal, like is it a metal thing now? Is it like a pop thing? And I think that that, like having that song come out, that remix, that's when, you know, I was like, okay, maybe the thing with up late is like I just, do shit that I like and that's like where the EP almost came about because it was like you know maybe we shouldn't give a shit if like one song doesn't flow into the other or like yeah. you know my voice sounds different like if it's coming from me like Hard Eyes like this artist Hard Eyes who like sings on Fuck You said this awesome thing to me once he was like it doesn't matter what it is is like as long as it's your voice on the track if it's like metal if it's pop if it's rap whatever He's like, as long as the voice is you and it's coming from your vocal cords, he's like, that's the only congruent factor that's going to matter in music, like moving forward. Like look at artists like Kanye and, yeah. and Cardi and stuff. Like it's like, as long as it's like their voice on the song, it doesn't matter the music behind it. So absolutely. Yeah. And, they, and especially now, because like albums are all completely changed. What was it? You know, albums were such a popular and common thing. And now people are opting for EPs and the, the yeah. art of an album sequencing and that has all kind of changed. And now it's like, you know, you kind of have to be diverse, like 12 metalcore tracks on an album. You just can't do anymore. Like it's just, everything no just blends in. Yeah. And it's interesting. Cause like a lot of those like legacy bands, like don't, don't do that well anymore. Like they do well because they have like legacy fans, but like they don't, I, I don't know. Like I don't, I can't, I can't think of anything that's like that gripping, like, like from like an older band like in that genre that's like done like anything like all that cool recently i think like the best band doing that right now is like silverstein like they're like the only band that like is doing interesting things like you know like they had princess nokia on their album yes. like yeah. like that's that's really that that's cool like and like the and they're like they're actual fans like of her and it's like it's not as though like a label's just kind of like thrown and been like, hey, like maybe you should like do a song with, I don't know, like I can't even think of like a singer in metalcore, but like, yeah, how about you just get like Northlane to like sing on a song? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I think there's like something to be said about like, like everything that's happening now where like rappers are doing pop punk and, 
and rock and kids on TikTok are like just discovering, you know, Deftones because like um, uh, Chino is, or Chino, I forget, is, is that Chino? Chino, Chino Marinus, Chico? Yeah, yeah. Chino, yeah. He's like on the Trippy Red album. Like, yeah. Like that's, that's, they're like the exciting things to me. And like, I think if you're not doing anything exciting, like then you don't have any business like releasing an album. Like, yeah. no way. I was um I was listening to I I know you peaked in high school and I, it's been one mm. of my one of my favorites of yours since it's dropped. But does this confirm that feels your favorite Metallica song or is it like are you was that just more fit the bar? That was a bar, but I fucking love that song. Like, <laughs> I absolutely love that song. I really like Saint Anger. Like that whole album. Like people shit on that snare so hard, and I'm like, it's a grindcore snare. It's the coolest fucking thing ever. <laughs> dude, I've it's been like saying for mo- ages that Frantic's the best Metallica song ever. <laughs> I just love that dude, song. <laughs> oh, Fran- Frantic's fire, dude. I yeah, I I, I think that I, I I think feels sick. It cops mad hate. Like I think it's cool. It's like 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 the thing the thing with with that why I like it so much is like. Like you can just like hear like James like like his vocals like I don't know he just maybe it's just me he just seems like so stoked when he's like seeing that song like if you've <laughs> ever seen that song live because he's like a big gearhead like yeah like he like is like super in like hot rods and stuff and like we had a six degrees of separation but my dad actually met him once like at a bar in Picton no um, because like yeah they were like in they weren't in the same car club but they were like like similar like like car clubs that were like kind of like friends and then yeah he was like doing i forget maybe it was it wasn't it was it like death magnetic tour i think anyway like he was probably playing like anz stadium or something and like one day like in between shows he just drove with like one of the dudes from the car club like um yeah just to picton and um just had a beer <laughs> like oh actually i don't think he was drink- i don't think he was drinking at the time i think he was just drinking like a coke maybe but yeah i think he was sober then so maybe he didn't have a beer i don't know i wasn't there but yeah it's cool <laughs> yeah awesome. so Feels mad. It cops hate. But it feels mad. Uh, the title track on this one's cool as well, but it, it, the, I want to talk about the feature that you got on this one. Uh, the first time I heard it without yeah. looking at it, I actually thought it was um, Corpse Husband from Twitch, so I was a bit like, I was <laughs> terrified by <laughs> the voice. Uh, is that a, is that a yeah. real voice? How do you get that low? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a real voice. I don't know. It's like It was one of those things um, where we're in the studio and I was like, hey, we were listening to heaps like corpse and um there's a song it'll never come out i don't i don't think it'll come out maybe but um it's a song as a feature that i did for this like i i don't i don't want to give it away because i don't think he wants people to know unless he releases it but he's a singer from like like a fairly decent sized band from sydney and he was experimenting with that sound and that's when i first kind of heard like you know that corpse voice i guess and i was like super into like suicide boys and like yes, you know yeah. three six mafia and like evil pimp and stuff and and i was always like how do i get um you know how do i get that sounds like into up late without just like shoehorning it in and um anyway we we did some stuff with that voice where i was like trying to attempt it and i just kind of practiced it and then we got in the studio and um, yeah, I, I honestly had to do like a lot of takes to do that. Like, I have no idea how we're going to do that live because you just kind of <laughs> have to crank the shit out of the mic because it's just so soft and so low. And it's just like, it's basically just like a vocal fry. But yeah, it's hard because there's like a weird, it's like a weird, it's, it's not pitched, but it's like, like, it's not singing. But if you waver at that, that, at that tone and that frequency, it feels wrong. So like, I had to really dial it in. So yeah, fuck. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do it live. We're actually talking about doing it live and I'm like, I'm probably just going to scream it live or something. Like just make it real 
hype or something. And it's and it's not even from me being like, oh, I'm gonna like do it differently live. It's literally just because I'm like, fuck, I'm probably not gonna be able to recreate this. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm I'm man enough to say that. So <laughs> over the uh, over the past few years, we've seen like the rise of few genres like Hyperpop and Hundred Gex and Charlie XCX and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And as you said, like the Playboy Cardi, SoundCloud era. Is, has there been someone like that for heavy music, do you feel like, recently? Do you feel like there's anyone who's as exciting and kind of, like, moving that needle? Um, I don't know. It's, like, it's such, like, a fucking gimme, but it's, like, Jordan Fish and Ollie Sykes are doing really cool shit. Yeah. Like, Ollie, Ollie singing on, like, Dane's track, um, and that was produced by Lonely Specs. So, like, they're, like, two... Like, Dane's, like, a relatively big artist, and, like, she's on the come up. But, um, he, like, Ollie, you know, kind of being chill to, like sing on someone's song that like isn't necessarily big because he he did like some crazy feature like a week or two before that that he dropped i forget it was like some massive pop star olivia o'brien i think yeah um uh, and then for him to then for them for him then to do dane is 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 super cool i think i'm trying to think like off the top of my head like who's who's exciting like um that that's doing like outlandish stuff like i don't know there's like this seems to be like this real big wave at the moment of like whole cyberpunky thing in metal that like is kind of cool i guess but can't think of anybody that that's doing anything that's like i don't know like all that exciting like there's i think i don't know his real name but um uh wizard blood like he's like an engineer yeah um i think he did like i think he's done like like monster flames but he's he's he did a couple songs with uh, on Araboy, which is the new little lotus album um, and then, uh, so he did Girl Next Door, which is like my, one of my favorite songs of this year with Lil Laren and Lil Lotus, which is basically just kind of like an emo pop punk banger. But like the, the mix is like real tinny and small. And I think that that was really cool because like he came from, you know, doing like metalcore and stuff where it's like, you know, real big grandiose and like string arrangements and like, you know, 16 guitar tracks on a breakdown to then doing something like that. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool to me. Maybe it's not exciting is the right word, but I think people like, in metal are starting to realize that like, you know, they can kind of shift and like play with it a little bit. Like I'd love to see like more, um, I'd love to see like more metal bands, like, you know, yeah. Do songs with, um, with people like corpse and like that, yeah. that whole thing, like, like that Daywalker song that he did with machine gun Kelly That's is hot. super cool. Like, yeah. so like, oh, actually, you know, someone who's doing something cool, sorry, this is fucking a train wreck of an answer but someone who's doing something cool um is uh this dude on tiktok um his name's zach but on tiktok he's his name's zero sent me and he's doing covers of um uh like pop songs in metal style it sounds like our last night but it's way better and he did daywalker um yeah. and corpse um and bmth both commented and liked it and followed him and were like hey like you're sick and um so i think that like there's like him kind of like interpreting some of the music that has come from metal, like be it Daywalker, like feels like it could be a metal song, like him then taking it back into the genre is cool. So yeah. So I think there are some people like doing stuff, but I, I still think that there's like this weird, like, like metalcore and post hardcore and all that, like they're still kind of holding the torch of like, you know, we can, we can still do a screamed verse and a singing chorus and that's going to get us through. It's yeah. like, ah, oh, you can't do that anymore. It's so boring. People are getting, yeah, they're still very reluctant. I was going to say, um, like about the, especially like things like auto-tune, I still have a lot of mates who just can't handle it at all. And I always think, I always wonder, like, do you think like Crunkcore basically killed auto-tune and heavy music? Do you, yeah. do you think we're still hurting, but recovering from that wave? Man, 
maybe i want to bring it back if yeah. anything i'm the dude to bring back broken side i would fucking have a broken side feature <laughs> i'm actually thinking about it now i'm really cut that i didn't think of that earlier because that would have been really good for this ep yeah maybe crunkcore killed killed like like tune music but there's that band like abandoned all ships like have you heard them no, like from back no. in the day they're, they're fucking crazy dude like just unrelenting like the chorus was just like like 100 auto-tune crank yeah. like dude sounded like t-pain but like it was so like, i thought it was cool but yeah there's like this weird like fucking aversion that like people have like in metal where they're like they pretend like you know artists don't use auto-tune but yeah, yeah then they go and listen to somebody like northlane it's like yeah marcus is the fucking shit like he can sing like way better than i can but yeah like he's gonna use tune like everyone's gonna use tune like everyone does the, yeah it's not like you can't you and like even like guitar tones and stuff it's like you can't have that you're not going to get that tone live you're not going to have 16 people playing the breakdown live on stage like all with like different like dialed tones you know as things progress musically like it's just going to get more and more digital and i think that that's cool like i don't think that that's a bad thing like maybe you'll get people that like can't sing singing but like fucking who cares like you know i'm not a very good singer like i, I i'm getting away with it so i don't know a couple little ones just before uh, you go, man. Sorry. Um, yeah, how, no, no, how, how different is it working on up late as opposed to aftertouch? Yeah, it's way different. Like, yeah, it's it's way better. <laughs> like, it's um, <laughs> like like doing aftertouch is super fun, but it's like so like like hard and long and like like to do to do to do like an like a band record. It's like everybody's got to write it like everybody's got to have like their their hand in it which is great like we did like cool things with that band but um having to like having having to work out how you can how you can always like fit a band like 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 into the song or like how you can always like you know like going to a, like a studio setting with like five dudes trying to like like with with demos like you get there and like the engineer will, or like the producer will be like hey i want to change this and like you'll be like whoa no like all five of us have decided like that's how the course is going to be and like nine times out of ten like like your demos like aren't very good like you need <laughs> like there's a reason that that dude is paid x amount of money to be a producer and a songwriter because he's better than you like that's just yeah. how it is like you need to listen to him like or her or they and i think that coming off the back of like doing bands for so long, but then also like having produced so many songs and beats and demos before it's way, way more rewarding. I feel and less taxing to go into a session to do something for up late because it's like, I don't have to worry. Like, you know, I'm like working on music right now. That's like way more like, like rock music and having like fun with like playing with, with um different like drum sounds and like you know how can we create something that's super lo-fi even though we're in like a pretty studio and like those are the those are the kind of conversations that like and ideas that you can't really experiment with a band because you have one drummer and the drummer's like this is the the snare tone for the record and once we like drop down you know once we pack down the kit like that's it and 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 more to the up, like the the up late ethos it's like you know if somebody comes into the session and is like well, I have just rap beats today. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, well, let's just have fun with that. Or if it's like somebody comes in, like we we had um Jake Sheath from Sinclair come in and like the dude is like a piano savant. And it's like, he's playing all these like complex chords and it's like, you know, I can't scream on this. Like I'm going to have to sing. So it's fun to like not have to worry about, you know, oh, I got to make sure that like that's 
the exact right guitar tone and like that's the right drum tone and like everybody's happy like all the time it's like as long as you know it sounds cool to me then like that's how it goes and that's really really freeing and the last one for you mate uh if you were to, I know I ask this to everybody, uh, if you were to join Slipknot, what would your Slipknot mask look like? If you are an MGK fan, um, I will allow you to skip the question, but I, I very much heavily advise you don't. No, I, I love Slipknot. I am an MGK fan too. <laughs> I don't know if I'm more or more Slipknot than MGK. I think it changes. Like maybe I am more Slipknot at the moment. Like <laughs> um, My Slipknot mask, what would it look like? I feel like I would, I would want to do something that was like... Um, uh, I'd, it'd almost be like I'm I'm I can I'm like like I'm materializing it in my head, but I can't get the right words out to explain it. <laughs> it's almost like I would I would want it to feel like I'm I'm like wearing like a, like a, another person's face, like I've just murdered somebody and I'm wearing their skin, but it's almost like their cheek like has been like like ripped open and like you can see like into my, you know, into like my 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 jaw bones and like tendons and stuff like maybe like I have like a bit of exposed brain and like on my left side, maybe I have like a bit of long hair, but then the other side's like, as if like someone's like killed me. That's what it is. It's like someone's killed me and they're like slowly harvesting like, like parts of my face. That's all my mask would be. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, Max Uplate, Total Fucking Darkness EP out November 5. Thank you so much for taking the time. And is there anything you want to say before we get out? Listen to Fuel. Thank you. <laughs>